Hey all, welcome to another episode of Music Mash Town Around Guys Radio. I'm your host, Bill McGinney, and over here to my right, Steve William Johnson, back here again to be a co-host. Today we have with us uh, two Rocks Rye. I have Matt Walters, I have Ben Smith, Brian Shaw, and Brendan Cassidy. Welcome, fellas. How are you guys doing? Good, Good. Man. Thanks for having us. How you Greetings. Yeah. yeah. Well, welcome to the show, guys. So you guys uh, released a album, 2018, last year, mm-hmm. which took a while to make, right? Yeah, I mean it's been it's been a, a work in progress for like a good I don't know two years three years before that right Yeah, it was since we started it. Mm. Ben and I originally started playing acoustically, uh, bars and stuff, and when we sat down at practices, we just kept on working on these little numbers here and there, uh, and we would play them out, and they were kind of completed songs at least for you know acoustically, two guitars right, yeah. and vocals, but the drums and the bass really hadn't been laid down. But then we kind of linked up with these two guys. Uh, Brian and Brendan, and uh, that's when all that started formulating. You guys play a lot. Like you guys average like thirty-two shows a year. That's Some, phenomenal for any like that. band. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, it. Yeah. I mean, half of those. Where are the hell gigs, are these right? numbers coming from? <laughs> I thought yeah, public it's, information. It's on your recent. Blur right now. You don't even remember any of this. Yeah. I'm like, blanked out. Does my spreadsheets line up with that number? I'm not sure. I think we need a fact ben. check on this. Call my accountant. I guess, I guess to be fair, I mean, a lot of those are split between, you know, we have full band shows and you guys sometimes have a few uh, acoustic duos as well that kind of lump in there, too. So yeah. that, that that does make the pennies add up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I mean. Big shows, you know, like. Uh, you know. The Union. The Union, that was a cool gig, yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. Planet Xfinity Live a few times as well. So yeah. It was all good. Yeah. And all in the meantime, you guys doing a little bit of covers, but you're also trying to work on these originals. You're yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think that's the route to go. I think from when Ben and I started, the covers are great. I mean, it makes you a better musician. It gets you comfortable in front of an audience who's receptive because they know the songs. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, once you can kind of formulate your craft and play it live, you feel a lot more comfortable playing your own stuff, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so. but like, you know, playing there's nothing like playing your own songs to an audience and having people say, man, oh, that yeah. was a great song or whatever, you know. It's, mm-hmm. and it's we, good stuff. And we actually, a couple months ago, we spotted... A lady singing our original lyrics, which was insane. I mean, that's that's it a crazy is. moment, you know, when that happens. And actually, some of the people that do come out, um, I will look to them if I if I screw up and I can't remember the next line. I'll be like, Yo, what? what? What's the next line of my song? <laughs> I'm not even kidding you. They mouth it to me. I'm like, Oh yeah, it's that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When his eyes are telling all his lies He tries to make you realize That you ain't no good for no one else Your happiness he's keeping for himself And you say I love you Cause you've got nothing And nothing's got you You won't confront him Cause you forgot how to walk in your shoes So you keep, 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 keep on every day so You guys have such a defined tone. Where'd you guys, how, how did that development process work out for you guys? 
I don't know if we really like consciously yeah. thought about it. It was just like it just kind of happened, I guess. You know, I don't know. Which is like everything harmonizes. Like when you guys were doing that performance, especially yeah. in the beginning, like the bass, mm-hmm. the guitar, the dual, the, the dual guitar mixed properly, and everything meshing together, especially with all the effects you have on that board that you. Have. Right, right, yeah. I mean, I think a lot of it comes from uh, the fact that me and Matt played together for two years just as an acoustic duo. Yeah. So two guitars, two vocals, and that was all we had to play with. You know. And so we had, we, you know, did a lot of work kind of making that yeah. come together. And and that was part of the reason we got together in the first place is we had a jam up in the mountains at one point and, you know, we would jam along these Pearl Jam songs and that and it just was working, you know. Love at first sight. So, uh, <laughs> but what, I find the mo- what I find the most interesting about your music is it feels more rhythm driven too, even though now you're telling me that it's like, you know, the origins are from tool acoustic guitar. Yep. It does feel like a more of a bass and drum driven tracks a lot build those choruses up yeah and a lot of a lot of our influences uh and we all have different influences and we may talk about that more specifically as this conversation unfolds but all of our shared influences are kind of built on that foundation like you're talking about it's uh you know like a lot of the uh, early 90s music we were kind of talking about it even earlier just you know shooting the shit with a few beers earlier um but i feel like that kind of drives it too it drove the way that you guys write music too and uh but yeah, I think the rest is history because of that. It's interesting to see it evolve, too. You know, when you guys started, you didn't have drum and bass in mind. Yeah. You know, you're two acoustic guitars. You're writing this stuff as just an acoustic-based thing. And then when you introduce the drum and bass, it kind of takes on a new animal, you know, and it, and it sort of evolves. And you can definitely hear that, I think, from Saving Claire, the, the debut album, to the EP we released a couple months ago. Yes, for sure. Yeah, a lot of the stuff on Saving Claire was written primarily by Ben and I prior to even meeting these two and uh so they didn't they got some influence on what how we were going to kind of record yeah, all this but the, the, song, the songs and the foundation of the songs and the structure the melodies the the yeah. story that yeah. was all predetermined correct um, aside from our spooky ep which really is kind of a shared yeah, the, artistic the, vision the new one yeah, yeah. And do you guys have any, like, non-traditional sort of, like, multicultural influences that you guys maybe, like, pull on a little bit in the writing process, or do you kind of keep it at the homeland? Keep on the homeland. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you're I, you you're just trying to get the Kiwi to talk right now, I think. <laughs> I, heard a little, I heard a little, you know, something else out there. Yeah, really? Yeah, there might be. Where would you come from, man? Like, New Zealand. Yeah. Would your boat get lost? What happened here? Yeah. Caught the wrong plane, and here I am. How'd you get up here? How'd you get up here? So I met my wife. My wife was traveling around New Zealand in like 2008. Yeah. And, uh, Working on seven, farms? actually. Seven. Um, Isn't that what they do? Like, go down? Yeah, turtle. Yep. Just herding like sheep. Pizza shop, yeah. farms, <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Amy wasn't doing that. Right <laughs> <laughs> uh, she was just in, in New Zealand briefly. She was on like a, a tour around New Zealand, and the, the guide on the tour was a good friend of mine. And so, you know, we met up through that and, uh, mm-hmm. and she moved to New Zealand for like 14 months and then we buggered off over to um, Europe for a bit and then oh, ended nice. up here. So, yeah. And, and landed up here. Yeah. yeah. So do you bring uh, that any kind of... what? Uh, what's probably the sound? a little bit. I guess what is the sound of New Zealand? Yeah, it's a good question, man. Um, there's a lot of like reggae influence in New Zealand. Uh, a lot of that kind of ska kind of reggae stuff. Not right. that I really play that, but I think there is some of that does come through... Some of the stuff I you could test, I don't especially know. yeah. I was just gonna say, especially yeah. a new one we're yeah. working on. Yeah, yeah. And I studied jazz back in New Zealand too, so there's a big, big kind of jazz influence from from me. Right, least. you can tell in Saving Claire a lot of jazz. Yeah, yeah, yeah really. A little bit, style. yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah. And then you got hooked up with this guy over here. 
Yeah. And Matt's going to keep it on the homeland. <laughs> <laughs> the sound what, what do you bring you know i'm younger when i was younger and i would just listen to music i would probably gravitate towards big front men yeah. you know like whatever the big sound was made and then i would kind of gravitate towards that and so when when you're starting to hone your craft and you you just you start to like a certain type of music that you feel like you're connected to you just so pearl jam was a big driver for me mm-hmm. so i kind of led with that but as you continue on you realize that you know you take pieces from here, pieces from here, pieces from here, and right. that's how you build your kind of thing. So yeah. when Ben and I linked up, I mean, I was like tabula rasa. I was like a blank slate. I didn't really have any style. So it's just it's going. I'm kind of always ebbing and flowing with whatever these guys are doing, mm-hmm. trying new things. So, and I bring the I guess the the aspect of the music to give it kind of a a purpose or a meaning. Mm-hmm. You bring you know, the pathos. That's what yeah. I have to say. Yeah. The emotionality to it. Would you say a lot of that would describe how the writing process was on the last album? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, you pick topics to write about. Like what kind of topics? Well, expand on that. Uh, you know, people that, you know, that fucked you in the <laughs> past. <laughs> so there's some of that. There's, yeah, okay. you know, there's some resentment. There's a little bit of anger. There's, you know. A little bit of selfishness. Selfishness, yeah. yeah there's like all types of things. Whatever kind of I go through. You know, sometimes it's interesting when you're trying to write something. You can try and write it to somebody that you know. And sometimes it's easier to do that. It just fills it out. Like what you want to say to this person. Rather than writing about obscure topics or, you know, right. so sometimes I direct it to people and say, this one's for X, this one's for Y, this one's, I'm not giving out any names here. Yeah. <laughs> and then you email them a copy. Of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe they know, maybe they don't, but that's like your, you know, that's so your. They're actually all written about me. He just doesn't yeah. want to say that. <laughs> but just to, uh, to quickly build on that, would you say that the writing process starts when you feel that you have something to say? You know, it's it's. I think it's the music that jumps out. In my case, it's it's sometimes when he, Ben will send something out to the guys. You know, you get a riff, you send it to the the group kind of globe universe, and we can all download it and listen to it and be like, oh, what's he on about? Ooh, I like that. I like that change. You know, I like whatever that is, and that can be like, ooh, it's really this is really good. And you know, the melody's coming out really fluidly, and I think those are the ones that just. But, it, it, I mean, it doesn't really become a song, to your point, until there is something to say, right? I mean, you know, like, often we'll, we've got a few kind of in the back burner still that we're yes. still working on. We're kind of like an instrumental band. Yeah, yeah. right, <clears throat> right. Yeah, we've got a few kind of that we're working on that, um, <clears throat> you know, there hasn't been 
that's something to say yet, so they haven't kind of got through all the way through the process to having a complete song. Yeah. So, like, humanity is a big, big factor for that yeah. writing process. It's yeah. Actually re- going through an experience and then using that for, sure. for Absolutely. the writing process. Absolutely. Ain't you gonna go pro? No, don't wanna leave no GoPro hero. Every night, every night, every night I'm working on my act up solo. Would you mind, would you please? I could use a little space, would you let me breathe? Mama, coming down, shake it off, pick it up again. Oh, yeah, it's what I need. Why I want it this way? So, Brian, you do DR, right? In addition to playing That's right, drums. Yeah, I do. Yeah, so I do. Tell me a little bit about that process. Yeah, so it's, uh, I've been, you know, ever since I was a young boy, I always knew I wanted to do art, and that's my full-time gig. I'm a graphic designer. Uh, and that really helps for a band. Absolutely. Yeah, dude, it's for sure. huge. Yeah, super um, valuable. And I, I also have a, a side freelance business, BrianShawDesign.com. There you go. Plugging away here. Selfless plug. Why, yeah. why haven't we wrote a jingle uh, for you? Yet? We should. Get on that. We like, did. It's like plug a right. sample in. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Thinks I'm a douchebag. Gonna find out pretty soon. You have to go to our Instagram page and see what he's referring to. You done? You done? Don't put me down. So yeah, I, I I am steeped in art, you know, between music and and graphic design. One of my favorite things to do in my freelance business is gig posters for certain bands, and I've done you know a lot of a lot of nationally touring acts and stuff, uh, posters and things. Mm-hmm. And so, just sort of a natural fit when when we needed an album cover. I said, nice. All right, Brian. Yeah. I'm like, let's let's do this. Yeah. So you know, I, I wrestled. I had probably. I don't know, 10 different concepts of, of an album art, you know, cover. And I just listened to the album over and over and over and just thought, okay, what, what would be like the hook? Like what, what is the underlying meaning of this thing? And and how do we portray it in a single image, you know, for everyone to see? And, uh, album name is saving Claire and it is quite literally Claire being pulled out of the water. So she's drowning and this, that there's mad this, waves going through yes, there. Yes, yeah. mad waves, dark But there's no alligators. Or no, no alligators. No, no sharks. sharks. No sharks. No I'm just, water is still <laughs> dangerous. It is, it is indeed, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Shut it! Shut it, water! Last I checked, you can't breathe under there. But, uh, yeah, so uh, she's being pulled out of the... the you know, rough waves and uh, quite literally being saved. Is the next one going to have a tornado with any sharks? Uh, yeah, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> it up, yeah. Dragons, yeah, I'm thinking. So. Yeah. I keep with a natural theme so. that way. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, you know, it, it was a cool moment because, you know, I start by just sketching pencil on paper and I sent, I, I, a na- yeah, I think, a I think it was right? actually a napkin. <laughs> it was. Oh my yeah. God. And uh, I, I sent it off to the guys and, I mean, it was almost instantaneous. They said yes. Yeah, it's a great one. design. That's the one. Yeah, it is. Thank yeah, you. It, it really, really is. is. So yeah, and then uh, worked it up from there, and that that became the album cover. So. Uh, nice. Thank you. And then over here we got Brendan, who's uh, actually like a 
little podcast himself. A little bit. Yeah, yeah. I've, got a, I've got a film podcast. It's something I do my like like an, a good expensive hobby. Right. Of sorts. Yeah. Right. Uh, so we, we, we try to mark ourselves as best as possible. We've gotten you know press credibility to a few festivals already because of it. What festivals? Uh, South by Southwest, uh, and I believe we may have someone representing us when we get to Toronto. I'm not sure yet if we've gotten that approval. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a work in progress. A good expensive hobby in that sense. It's called in session film. You can find us. Everywhere on every podcast Blood alert. platform. Had to do a plug. Where's he that, told me not to. Yeah, we need that song. Brendan comes in. I get the sense that I am sane. Misdirected, and often reckless, and always keen to say whatever's on my mind. More often now I've got the time But you came crashing in I wanna be somewhere No one can hear me Wanna scream my lungs out So I can still feel me Not needed like a medicine Let's go around one more time You guys got anything coming up in the works here? You guys working on anything that we can let your fans know? We just got the EP that came out, right? right. Yeah, that yeah. came yeah. out in uh, July. In July? July? Uh, yeah. Where do you guys record these? Ben's basement. Ben's basement. Nice. Yeah. And shout out to Amy for being so graciously inviting yeah. every Tuesday. Yeah, she, yeah. She's yeah. Cool, man. she doesn't have an option, actually. <laughs> right. Right. I don't feel like a lot of bands. I wouldn't put it that way. She can either right. be for it or against it. It's a lot easier if she's for it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I mean, if, confrontation. We're, if we're playing metal, then it might maybe not. But Blast yeah. beats. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All wives love Blast learn beats. Some <laughs> yeah. We'll start covering some Kill Switch Engage next or something. Right, like how long does it take to develop a song, I guess? It depends, man. Yeah, like, like some sometimes they can come together like in a night. Did you guys get a lot of songs when you're down Chesapeake? Uh, three or four, I think we played. I'd say we finally, yeah, at least yeah. finalized uh, about three or four. Uh, Spooky yeah. was definitely one of them on that new EP, which is called Spooky. I, I feel like some of the new ones were more of a refinement of existing ideas. I feel like Comes and Goes was starting to be a bit more structured, uh, at least during those sessions. Yeah, it, just, I mean, it, was, it forced us to really talk and listen to each other a bit more often, just get repetitive with yeah. it and, and be a bit loose. Yeah. The Chesapeake was inspiring enough to uh, make it on the album cover for that EP. True. Yeah, true. We had the uh, Turkey Point Lighthouse is actually yeah, pictured on awesome. there. Awesome. Yeah. 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 I mean, there was a couple of tunes we played down there that haven't made it into songs yet, you know. Yeah. Yeah, they're like still Little Debbie and Spain and that, you know, they, they, haven't, yeah. they haven't quite quite made the cut yet. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, as far as new things, like we're always working on these new tunes, you know. We played yeah. one today, Telly Jam, that was a new, that's a new tune that isn't on either of those those things so. but those yeah. what we're what we're kind of actively doing is uh our goal is to release an album the three that are on the ep will be on the album mm-hmm. uh but we're just trying we have what we kind of think in mind how the length of the album how many songs we want yeah and the style of what we want uh it just has to come out with you know, all, right, all right check this one's done all right move it aside it's written it's kind of recorded semi it's not move on to the next one and develop them and play them live and get really comfortable playing them live. Mm-hmm. That's the most important thing for us because I mean, if, if you can't move it on stage, what the hell's the point? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 
What the hell is the point? Who's got the final say on a track? So is it more of a democratic or is it more sort of like a... Oh, are you kidding me, dude? We have committee meeting after fucking committee meeting after fucking Anarcho... Communist? I can't remember. It's something crazy. It's definitely democratic. It's definitely dictatorship. Have like sixty meetings to pass one bill. Ultimately, it's a war of attrition. Really, it's like at some point, like people were like, "All right, I'm, I can't do it anymore. I'm done." Yeah. This guy is from putting it Brian. This guy something that he doesn't like every time. He will outlast anyone as far as like the minute little changes that have to happen to a song before it goes. It can always be better. It can always oh, be better. Yeah, it. But it's good, though. Like it, it is good. In yeah. the moment, it can be frustrating, but it ultimately leads to a yeah. you know, better product. So. And yeah. Do you feel that way, Brian, when you're playing those live Yeah, shows? I feel a little guilty sometimes, yeah. to be honest with you. Because well, I'm always like, <laughs> like okay, okay this, is, this is done. I'm like, eh. <laughs> Here's why he feels guilty, because I bet you listen back to the EP now and think, man, I wish we changed that. I wish we changed that. And there, changed you know, that. And, there are and still it, lingering things, probably. It's like anything. I, I The same thing in, in my artwork. You know, I'll, I'll finish a piece, and a year later, I'll go back and say, oh, I, I should have done that. I wish I did that. Yeah. But it's, it's all part of the growing it's process. It's being an artist. It is. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it's it's you have to accept the imperfections. There's always going to be something imperfect about Because you're a human. We're not exactly. a machine. Yeah, but, uh, yeah exactly. exactly. And uh, you're always learning new things and, and adapting and yeah. adjusting and getting better. You know, That's what yeah, it's about. For sure. It's all about experience, too. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Just gaining growth. different experiences. Growth. Growth. Yeah. Sure. That's Great word. The growth is for you. We talk about brewing beers. the same thing. That is Definitely. It's an art Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta have a good palate. Gotta have a good palate, yeah, but yeah. I mean, you, a lot of new brewers don't realize some of the techniques that more advanced brewers use. Like it's just not mm-hmm. out there as much. Yeah, and you uh, fill that in with advanced brewers like myself. <laughs> <laughs> it's just humble, bro. It's one of those things where, it's just, like you're saying, on the growth side, you know, you start picking it out more, and it becomes second nature. And it just takes a while to get to that point. You know, as Absolutely. much as you might be exposed to something or you might not be, um, sometimes you just have to find it for yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. It's also sure. exciting to not know everything. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh sure. Yeah. You know, yeah, to hear that and be like, wow, wait, I could have done this. It's got deeply philosophy. Because yeah. <laughs> when, you, when, you, when, you <laughs> when you unlock that next level, you're like, Shit. You look like back and you, you see know? it, and you're yeah. like, "Wait a minute! Yeah. I didn't realize I could have been that way." Exactly, yeah. and like we feel really that cool. about the the three new songs that went out in the EP. We're like, well, "These are way better than our yeah. other ones," you know. Like, and, and I think a lot of it comes down to just you can start to pinpoint where each member's respective influences kind of lie. Uh, you know, we talked about Saving Claire. A lot of those songs being kind of pre-written before Brian and I really, you know, kind of helped form them into full full band songs. Um, and that's what I think is kind of fun when you listen to the new songs too. Uh, you can you can hear okay what what our collective influences are, and it's okay to wear those on your sleeve a little bit. Right. Um, but you know you hear a song like everything else, and you hear some of the edginess that you, that that it maybe has like comparable to a Pearl Jam or something like that. But it's got a groove that almost feels like a funk song in some ways mm-hmm. too. It's got a psych yeah. rock, but then like a grunge feel. Yeah, so I was like, yeah. I like this. And it's, and it's and and, nice and like I said, it's okay. I feel like it's okay to wear your influences on your sleeve if you're not. Del- del- like deliberately ripping off those respective acts that you can recognize, but when you can pinpoint different directions like that, I think it's pretty interesting, and it helps potentially create something new. And also, a lot of times, when bands are still trying to figure themselves out, figure out their long-term sound, Yeah, they're bringing in two new musicians from a core group, right? Yeah. Um, your influences are going to shine much higher in the raw beginnings. Yeah. Oh, sure. And then once you guys kind of blend over a bit, those influences just 
are submerged. You don't notice them as much. Yeah. Right? yeah. It gets much more refined. Yeah. And I think the like one of my favorite ideas about just writing a song, especially during like a jam session and going back to a song like everything else, it kind of just developed as just a loose jam and everyone kind of like inadvertently brought their kind right. of uh, touches to it. So mm-hmm. you don't go into writing a song thinking, let's write a song like this genre or like this band or something like that. It's more about just what feels natural in the moment. And I think the spontaneity of that is really what's kind of exciting. Uh, although number 16 felt like it was like Eddie Vedder with the blues. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. That's a very apt description. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I want to thank you guys for coming on uh, Round Guys Radio on Music Mash Ton. Steve, thanks again for being a host. I appreciate it. I want to thank uh, Matt, Ben, Brian, Brendan. Thank you guys. And you guys are going to be playing down here on October 11th. Yes. Yes. And if anyone wants to find out more information on Two Rocks Rye, where do they go? Find us on Facebook. Yeah, all all of our uh, gigs are on Facebook. Of course, you can find our music anywhere you find music, Spotify. And is that two, that's two rocks rye with TWO, That's it. Correct. Or you can find us on Instagram for all of our funny videos that we like to post, uh, such as Matt's uh, Brian drum song that he uh, shared with us a few minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) We're on Twitter. Twitter. Just at two rocks rye. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Everyone out there, thank you for listening to Round Guys Radio. You can find out more information about Round Guys Radio by going to facebook.com slash roundguysradio or go to undergroundlandsdale.com. Or, of course, you can find out more information about Round Guys Brewing, including this podcast, at roundguysbrewery.com. We have all the locations up there. We have the Glenside Ale House, which has phenomenal wings. It's good for Eagles games. Go down to uh, the Underground, and you also have the pub on there as well, and you can find out all about the Takatsuki specials and whatnot right on there. Um, do you have any other questions or any other concerns or thoughts or ideas? Send it out my way, Bill at roundguysbury.com. I want to thank Mamaza Tarima for doing some great production, and she really, really lifts the bulk of the work on this show. So I want to give a huge shout-out to Mama, and uh, can't wait to hear back from you guys and see you guys next show. Thank you. Awesome. Thank, thank, you. thank you. Thanks, guys.